0: Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years. And I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God. And on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show. And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome. Today we're going to take it in with Proverbs 15.33 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you'll find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. So today we're going to be in Proverbs 15.33, as I said, and I'm going to read it from the NLT, friend, buckle your seatbelts. This is going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride, possibly, because we're going to talk about humility. 15.33 in Proverbs says, Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. A little bit of information about the book of Proverbs. It is a collection of wisdom teachings that offer advice about prudent and righteous living and contains both extended poems about wise behavior and short sayings with practical advice. The author, at least for most of the book, is believed to be King Solomon, who was the son of David and Bathsheba, the third king of Israel. And King Solomon is believed to have written three books in his lifetime, at least books of the three books of the Bible that we have in his lifetime Song of Songs in his early life, Proverbs in midlife, and Ecclesiastes in late life. The book was arranged into present form around 715 to 697 BC. And most Bible commentators will divide it into sections. I've looked at commentaries that have divided Proverbs into like eight sections. Some say seven, some say five. It just kind of depends on who you're reading and the opinion that they have. The chapter 15 that we're going to be in is a chapter that focuses on words of the wise. Verses 31 to 33 talk about what it takes to be wise. Listen to verses 31 and 32 right before ours today. It says, If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. And then our verse 33 says, fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. Step one in the step-by-step Bible study method is to choose our word. And our word is humility. The English definition of humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. And I just want to put a little asterisk by that and say, it's not a low view of our value. It's a low view of our importance. I think sometimes in our attempt to be humble, we're actually being proud because maybe we have this reversed and we feel low In our value. And so, therefore, we have to overcompensate and try to make other people feel like we are important because we don't trust in our value. So, I've had to sit with that a little bit as I've studied this and to recognize that difference and that temptation in myself. Here are some opposites of the word humility. Still, we're just in the English language. There were some words that I knew right off the bat, words like pride. Arrogance, conceit, superiority, vanity, assumption, egoism, self-importance, and then there were a few words that I had to look up, and I probably will pronounce them incorrectly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take a stab at it. We're friends here, right? So I worked, looked up the word pomposity, which means grand or solemn or self-important. Bumptiousness, which is obtrusively pushy. Ouch! Right? Self-assertive to a pretentious extreme. Imperiousness, which means domineering or arrogant and overbearing, and peremptory, peremptoriness. (laughs) So, my friend, my word friends are just dying as I'm trying to go through these, right? That's okay. Hang with me. This word, I won't try to say it again, means positive in opinion or judgment, absolutely certain, overconfident unwilling to hear any debate or argument uh especially in a pejorative pejORATIVE sense which means disparaging belittling or derogatory okay i'm going to get out of the out of the woods out of the weeds of those words <laughs> but do you feel that oh my goodness i feel like the the slimy grossness on all of that. And the reason that I think I feel it is because I see myself in it again. I am the most tempted to be the opposite of humble when I'm doubting my own value. And friend, we can remember that our value is because of Christ. It is sealed because of what Christ has done for us and how he's called. We are daughters and sons of the Most High. Our inheritance is secure. We are in the family and we can remember that and we can focus on our importance uh, uh, in him, our calling in him, our value in him, instead of trying to find it in the world. But I mess that up all the time, which is probably why um, this lesson I said to you to buckle up your seatbelt, but really I'm talking to myself. So step two is investigate. And part one, we divide that up in four parts. And part one is to compare this word in other translations. The ICB says not proud. The WYC says meekness. And the message, I'm going to read the whole verse, says fear of God is a school in skilled living. First, you live, learn humility. Then you experience glory. There's an only if in that, right? Only if you learn humility. Will you experience glory? Part two is to research the original word, and the Strong's number is H6038, anava, and it means modesty. It comes from a word that means depressed in mind or circumstances, like gently, um, in like, like pushed down in mind or circumstances. It comes from another word that means through the idea of looking down or browbeating. The theological word book of the Old Testament says, this word expresses, this was a big thing for me. Lean in here again, just real quick. This word expresses the intended outcome of affliction, humility, which is the same as absolute dependence on God. This is the goal which God intended when he afflicted his people and toward which they are to endure affliction. This word expresses the intended outcome of our affliction. Is it possible? Is it right? Is it true? How does that feel when I say that for you? The intended outcome of your affliction is humility or absolute dependence upon God. Part three in the investigate step is to read commentary. I have a few things that I want to pull out for you from the enduring word. It says, to properly fear God is to see and recognize him as he really is. When we see and recognize who we really are, humility comes. When we see who, I say so often that peace is agreeing with who God says he is and who he says we are in him. That's when I have peace, is when I am agreeing with God about who he is and who he says I am in him. And humility, this is saying humility comes when we recognize God for who he really is and we recognize who we really are as well. From Sid Buzzle, B-U-Z-Z-E-L-L, I read, humility associated with fearing the Lord must precede the honor that accompanies wisdom. Again, there really isn't, this is non-negotiable. If we have humility, we will have honor. It won't be the way that we look to have honor, though, when we're looking for it in a way that's not humble. When we're overstating or focused on our own importance as the world measures importance, we will not find the honor in God that is spoken of in the Bible. Those two things just don't coexist. The Geneva Study Bible says, God exalts no one but them that are truly humbled. And so as we deal with the affliction of this world, because we're all dealing with the affliction of this world, are we allowing it to do what it's supposed to do? And I'm not trying to say that whatever you're going through, whatever happened to you, whatever pain that you're carrying The the reason that it came into your life, I'm not big on that. The reason that came into your life is to make you humble. No, 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 no. But I am saying, are we acknowledging in whatever we're going through that we must depend on God and God alone? Because that is devaluing our own importance and valuing His importance. Right? We're shrinking ourselves and our need to control the narrative, and we are opening our hands to say, God. Whatever it is that you're doing in my life, I remember your promises, I believe you are good, and I trust you. That is the prayer of a humble heart, and it is a humble heart then that can be honored the way that God honors his people. Part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words, and again, I'll go back to the original verse in the NLT, fear of the Lord teaches wisdom, humility precedes honor. And I rewrote the verse this way, a woman that is in awe of God will be wise because she will seek and follow him. She must believe in her value, but not her importance before God can place her in a seat of honor. It's sort of like the verse of scripture, and I don't know the address right now, but that talks about, some of you will know exactly where it is when I say it, but that she who is faithful with a little is faithful in much, right? Probably saying it wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, the one who is faithful with a little is faithful with much. And it's like when we are dealing with affliction and we can humble ourselves under a small affliction, then we are honored to a position of being able to like shine light on what God is doing in our lives. People will look to us as an example of a woman or a man of faith because we have. Dependent upon God, not just with our words, friends, not just with like lip service, dependent on God, but in the quiet of our living room, when no one knows but us, right? We have depended on God to see us through. We have acknowledged that we cannot figure this out for ourselves or we cannot fix it or we cannot get through it even if God doesn't help us. One baby step at a time. And as we do that, as we fear the Lord, as we recognize the Lord, as we are in awe of him and what he can and is doing in our lives, we will learn humility in the true sense, not in the pushed down, you're not worth anything sense. I think that's a word that we like to throw around a little bit like as a negative, but this is a positive. This is a filled up with the spirit of the Lord kind of humility because we're dependent on on him and the, the vessel that is empty can be filled with his presence and his power. Step three is to find the character of God. I wrote down a couple of things about God. I wrote that he is full of mercy as he guides me through affliction to help me humble myself before him and that he is gentle, that he allows the fire to be hot enough to refine me but not hot enough to consume me. I love the song. There is another in the fire. I'll link it in the show notes. I love that song because it just talks about how, when I can look over the difficult times in my life and know that there was another in the fire and there was another holding back the waters when they were raging and getting too close, right? Like there is a presence that I can't, get rid of i don't know if that's a good way to say it right like he is always with me now i can choose to recognize him or not i can choose to call upon him or not i can choose to depend upon him or not because he is a gentleman he does not force himself upon me but he is there if i have called upon his name and i have said that i declare that i have faith in him that he is my savior um, that he is my lord then it doesn't matter whether I notice that he's there or not. He is there. I had a mentor one time when I was going through something and I was sharing it with him. And he said to me, don't forget, Angie, they can make it very hot, but they cannot make it burn. And that's because there's another in the fire. The affliction will come, but God will be present in the affliction. And ultimately, that affliction will lead to honor if we humble ourselves in the understanding that we are truly dependent on God. Step four in the method is to identify the lie. And here's a couple of lies that stuck out to me that are potential traps or snares as we walk through affliction. Uh, One is there is not a purpose to the walking or walking well through affliction. And another one is if you do not elevate yourself to a place of honor, you will be left behind. Do you ever feel that way? Or if I don't stand up for myself, what were some of these words that were opposites of humility early on, right? This overbearing, um, this being quick to assert ourselves, self-importance, overconfident, absolutely certain, unwilling to hear any debate or argument. Some of those things that we talked about early on when we were looking at the opposites, if that's... If that's us on display, and of course, as you're listening to this, you're like, "Oh, that's not me on display." Whatever, yeah. But there are these little, sometimes passive-aggressive ways that we do try to insert ourselves or do try to control the narrative, and the places that we're doing that because we're we're afraid if we're not doing that, we'll be left behind. And the places that we're doing that are never the places that will bring us honor, not by the hand of the Lord. Step five. So what? So what is where we just uh, kind of sum up and. Talk about a takeaway. This is what I wrote down. When I feel like I'm being humiliated, left out, or behind, I can ask myself how God is inviting me to depend on Him alone for affirmation. When I look to Him and invite His presence in, He will fill me with Himself and I will be honored because I'm used for His purposes and not my own. I will be satisfied with Him and not need, at least for the moment, (laughs) the affirmation of the world. I'd love to hear your takeaway. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you're using to listen. It helps the show a ton. It only takes a second and it guarantees you'll receive every episode as soon as they drop. And I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Paul Granger. Paul joined me to talk about the impact of church hurt or being wounded in our religious communities, the impact that has on our faith. And I loved Paul's humble, honest approach to this conversation and how it led me to this verse, Proverbs fifteen thirty-three. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.